Welcome to episode number 37 of the Power 5 podcast. We are back with our second installment of Pet Peeves. My name is Kevin, and we've got Brent, Christian, and Colin to talk about what gets them a little bit mild. We've also got a special guest panelist joining us shortly. But first, I'd like to wish everyone a very happy National Coffee Day. Did you guys know it was National Coffee Day? I did not know that. I did because you have a Starbucks mug and you're drinking Pike's Place at midnight. Hey, it's Pete's. It's a Pete's K-Cup. Y'all need to get on some Pete's coffee, by the way. It's Pete's of Easley? (laughs) Shout out to Pete's number six. I think it's out of Portland, Oregon, I think. I'm not Uh, sure. Poser. Here's how I celebrated National Coffee Day, which, by the way, is September the 29th. That's when we're recording right now. But I tried some coffee flavored bluebell ice cream if you which bluebell ice cream listen it 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 sets itself apart as the as the gold standard of store-bought ice cream in my opinion get you some coffee it's next level man if you guys like coffee ice cream or anything coffee flavored do yourself a favor and get some kevin you know what i appreciate you know what i appreciate about you kevin is is you're always very specific on brands that you like like oh, you yeah. are very clear cut and you, you definitely prioritize brands, right? Like, like equate bell? ibuprofen. Like I'll just eat whatever. I mean, if it's ice cream, I'm eating it. <laughs> no, Kevin, you, bell, you're good. Bluebell is the, the blue ribbon of, of ice creams. It's delicious. It's I don't delicious. know. I'm, I'm a Clemson's, uh, Clemson's best strawberry sh- uh, cheesecake guy. I haven't tried that yet. Or shortcake. I don't know what it's called. But Kevin, you said something on the intro. You said mild. And I'd like to give a shout out to something that's not so mild. If you go to Yeehaw Brewery and try Prince's Hot Chicken and order mild, you will be snorting smoke out of your nostrils. So go with the light mild. Uh, That's just a shameless plug. Great chicken. But mild is a lie. Hey, can I hear you say it correctly? Can I hear you say mild Mild. <laughs> hey, mild. It's like it's like M A L L E D. Mild. Well, I also say syrup, Kevin. So That's I put right. syrup on my waffles. Oh, it's hilarious. Mild hey, might, might eventually need an unpacking on the pod. Yeah, I think so. Maybe we'll maybe we'll do that at some point in time. All right. Hey, September 29th today. Very happy birthday to Real Sports host Bryant Gumble. Turned 73 today. Oh, it's Bryant Gumball. Happy birthday. What a show, man. I haven't I haven't watched an episode of that in a while, but great show. I, I don't get HBO. Older, but. Hey, September 29th, 2000. Not even arguably the best sports movie of all time. Remember the Titans was released. Starring Denzel, the man, 21 years ago. Remember the Titans was released in the theaters. Mm. Left side. Yeah. There it is. Hey, what did that little girl say? Hayden Panettiere. She said something funny. (laughs) I forgot. I just remember (laughs) blitz all night night. Oh yeah. Can't forget that. Hey, September 29th, 1998 Felicity starring Carrie Russell debuted on the WB. I used to have a little crush for her, man. Did you guys actually, you heard it here. Hashtag pod crush. Hey. hey, who else had a crush? Carrie Russell. You don't. You didn't have a thing. I didn't have a crush on Carrie Russell, but uh, I watched One Tree Hill, and me and Colin both had a crush on on Brooke, aka Sophia Bush. Am I right? Absolutely. Hey, listen. Hey, Colin. This is more Colin's Colin's uh, speed right here. Nineteen eighty six, September 29th, Designing Women debuted on CBS. I mean, just a. To- <laughs> 
Just a bunch of, just I used a bunch to watch of 50 it. 50-year-old women. Yeah, that's Colin Speed. <laughs> Absolutely. He's a slow-paced oh, guy. Haters. Hey, you <laughs> used to be pod listener. I'm not sure he's listening anymore. Kyle Bishop's favorite show of all time, MacGyver, debuts September 29th, 1985. Emphasis on the guy. Hey, <laughs> do you remember the SNL sketch? MacGruber! Uh, <laughs> Dude, MacGruber is not only amazing, the movie is to Will Forte, the guy's a genius. He was like, <laughs> MacGruber! Oh, gosh. Hey, something near and dear to Christian's heart. 1998, September 29th, JTT made his final mm. appearance as a series regular on Home Improvement. That sad day, uh, but he went on to bigger and better and nothing. Hallmark movies, I don't know. Colin, he I'm was hot say, though. Colin had his poster in his room when he was younger. Teen beat. <laughs> Colin, I'm going to say a name and I want you to give me the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Oh boy. All right. All right. I you ready? Rapid response. Go for here, it. Here we go. Richard Simmons. <sighs> Exercise. His oh, show, the Richard Simmons show premiered 41 years ago, September 29th, 1980. Had no idea. He actually had a show. I, I watched the intro to this show on the Retro News Now Twitter feed, which is great. Highly recommend you follow if you like all this retro news stuff. It, it ends with Richard Simmons getting out of a, a white car, I think it was, and it's got a front license plate that says, Why are you fat? Oh. <laughs> wow, that really hits home. Oh, hey, shout out, uh, shout out to Colin for actually responding to a word association there. Uh, that's good, better. Colin. He's growing on us, maturing, if you will. Yeah. Doing my best. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, that's today in history, September 29th. Or today in her story, depending on your pronouns. That's <laughs> fantastic. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks. Welcome to week six of the Spice Logistics LLC podcast. Pick them. If you've got transportation needs, hit them up. SpiceLogisticsLLC.com, 678-882-0805. All right, folks, five-game slate this week again. Going to run down the games really quick. Arkansas at Ole Miss is a pick em. Penn State at Iowa, Iowa by favored by three. Alabama minus 17 at Texas A&M. Oklahoma minus eight at Texas in the Red River rivalry there. Notre Dame minus six and a half at Virginia Tech. Will be interesting environment there in Lane Stadium. I'm going to kick us off this week, give my picks on all these. I am going Ole Miss, Iowa, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Virginia Tech. Brant, let's go with you next. All right, give me Arkansas, Penn State, Bama, Oklahoma, Notre Dame. Christian. Give me the Fighting Lane Kiffins, Ole Miss. Give me my dad's alma mater, Penn State. Give me Bama. Give me, okay, cool, Hook'em, Texas. And give me those Catholic girls of Notre Dame. <laughs> You're always throwing me off with your picks. You oh. wanted Texas there, correct? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. All right, Kevin, who you got? Hey, I wrote these things down before Brent said his, but I am – Complete opposite on every pick of Brant. So I got the Fighting Lane Kiffins. I got the best helmet in college football, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I've got That's the all. A&M Fighting Jimbos. I've got Texas. I've got Virginia Tech. 
Kevin, I think Penn State is the best helmet in football. It's like just pure. Hey, that sound, hey, it sounds like an uh, episode for the Power Five podcast. Iowa helmet is the best. That, <laughs> yeah. is, that is absurd. I'd call I that want no. Hot take. Listen, um, <laughs> let's hey, rank the top helmets with nothing on them. Listen, we don't need any kind of disrespect on that Iowa Hawkeye helmet. It looks good. I like it. Speaking of Hawkeye, Hawk Law will help you out if you're in a bind. Hawk Law! <laughs> Done with the free advertisement. Hey, it's raining cars. We are sitting at Christian with 12, Kevin with 10, Brant and I with 8. Climbed out of the cellar, even things up with Brant. That is your Spice Logistics LLC podcast pick'em. Guys, what can I say? I know sports. I don't do it based off, you know, how hot the cheerleaders are or how old the coach is or how bad farts smell in a locked car. I just go with what I know, and that's sports. All right, fellas. Well, we've got a special guest tonight, an ESPN play-by-play announcer since 2013. He calls college football, basketball, and baseball games. Prior to ESPN, our guest, Mr. Roy Philpot, served as lead publisher for Fox Sports. He also served as a radio host on a variety of stations in South Carolina, most recently with 105.5 The Roar in Clemson. During that same time period, he also served as the voice for Clemson baseball and Clemson women's basketball on the radio. He's originally from Columbia, South Carolina. He now resides in Greenville, South Carolina, and a Clemson Tiger at heart. Joining the Power Five pod tonight, we've got Roy Philpott. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Kevin. Uh, appreciate you guys having me. I, I've never heard anybody really read uh, my bio like that, but I I, I like it. And uh, you did a nice job with it, so you, you, you did well. Hey, if, if it runs long since the bio's – if the episode runs long, I'll just cut that out. How about that? Yeah, yeah. No, you, you do what you got to do. <laughs> Kevin, I, I like hearing it. You forgot to add sun splashed. Sun splashed. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we could also we could also say a, you know, maybe a fifty pound lighter Christian Graver. Hey man, that's a knock on me, but a compliment because you're a good looking guy, Roy. And I got to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm bulking for winter, Kevin. And I hate to humble brag, but tomorrow I'm going to hit my 100th Peloton ride. So it's only taken me a year. Just hit it, Christian. Just, nice. just put in my shirt order yesterday. Congrats. Congrats all around. Hey, well, in all seriousness, man, we're excited that you joined the Power 5 pod. Just throw out that random invite on Twitter. Love the interaction. That's the beauty of Twitter is, you know, you know, shooters shoot and – uh, you never know who's going to respond, so we appreciate you coming on the Power Five Pod. You know, I got to ask you a question, man. You you graduated from Clemson, got a bachelor's of science in computer engineering, but now doing play by play for ESPN. How in the world did we get from computer engineering to play by play for ESPN? Yeah, I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing in college. I, I didn't have a clue. I, I thought I wanted to work in corporate America and, and climb the corporate ladder. And do all that kind of stuff. And then I got out. And then after a year, I'm just kind of looking around thinking, what, what am I doing? This sucks out loud. This isn't fun. I'm not passionate about, you know, working, at, you know, for Fortune 500 companies and doing that kind of stuff. And so I just, I had to get out. I had to get out for my own sanity, you know, before I, I had kids, before I was married the first time, you know, all those things just just had to, had to figure something out. And so uh, after about a year, I'm like, you know what, I, I'm going to start a blog, covers Clemson and see where that takes me. And so it ultimately led me to, to ESPN. So that's kind of a long story short, but 
stay in school kids as long as you can, because it's a lot more fun there as opposed to the real world. That's what I tell them all the time. Just stay in school, live off of mom and dad, as long as you possibly can. The real world, all the headaches, the mortgages, everything else that, all that crap can wait. That's right. <laughs> Wise words. At least yeah. you're 26 till the insurance company cuts you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it takes. <laughs> hey, Roy, what's, um, what's one place you would want to call a game? Any sport, just one venue. One venue. Um, I mean, I've, I've done it at a lot of places. I crossed the, uh, the Rose Bowl off the bucket list a few years ago. Oh, cool. Oklahoma, the Swamp, uh, Georgia, Alabama. You know, honestly, I'd still like to call a game in Clemson. Okay, all right. Yeah, like that. that 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 that's never happened. It, it it's almost happened a couple of times, but it, it's never happened. So we, when that happens, that'll be pretty special for me and, yeah. and for my kids. Very what good. about the um, the wildest, or or maybe your most favorite game that you've ever called? What sticks out to you on that? Uh, you know, anything, any game that ends in an exciting manner, you know, a buzzer beater in basketball, I've had a handful of those. Uh, I, I, I've called a game one time between North Carolina and Virginia Tech and Tar Heels were ranked second. And if they won that game, they were going to move to number one. Castle Coliseum was packed and, and Virginia Tech went up uh, by like 20 in the early second half. And then Carolina came back and they ended up winning. But it was just a, a crazy environment. And it came down to like the final possession or two. So yeah, that game stands out. Um, you know, a lot of, lot of final, uh, we did a Liberty Bowl a few years ago, Navy and Kansas State. Navy ran a, a trick play, uh, ended up beating Kansas State at the buzzer on a field goal. So, you know, games like that, you know, bigger games where they come down to the final play or two and you really get a chance to, to kind of put your stamp on a, on a game uh, with a final call with, with a lot of pizzazz and excitement. You know, that's why I do what I do. I, I'm passionate about it, and, and I get excited about it. You guys know if you listen to my old radio show, you know, I, I love sports. And so when that can come through in an authentic way and an exciting finish, then, then that's going to be right up there with anything else I do. Awesome. Love it. Hey, uh, Roy, I got a question for you. If you were in a zombie apocalypse and you could only <laughs> choose one former uh, co-host, whether it be Bitter Ben, William Quackenbush, Mickey, Walt, or, or another, maybe Ramona, who would it be? I, th- the answer there is really easy. It would be Ben Milstead just because we were like an old married couple for so many years. <laughs> yes. I, Mickey and I would, would probably drive each other absolutely insane. I, I still don't understand like quack stick sometimes like stick what he does uh, and what he talks <laughs> about. Like he's, he, I don't know. Maybe Cincinnati Reds. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Reds. All that. That's, uh, I don't drive with that. So I don't think that could happen. You know, Walt, uh, no, I mean, he's, you know, he has opinions on everything and, and chances are we would disagree at some point and, and it wouldn't end well for either one of us. So, uh, Ben, Ben and I found a way to do radio for a long time and, and we never really wanted to kill each other. And that's, that's just not easy to do. Like, it's not easy to stay in the same thing on air. Everybody hears you and everybody knows your business and, and to make it work. So, yeah, Ben and I could do it, and we could survive the zombie apocalypse, I think. Uh, but <laughs> Good answer. nobody else in the station would work with me. There's <laughs> nobody else it would work with. Listen, I, I love that answer because you guys raised me every morning and every every day from 12 to 3. <laughs> That's, That's funny. That's funny. Hey, before we get to our rankings real quick, Roy, you know, I told you on, on the little pre-show chat that we're doing that 
we we've already done a pet peeves episode so i would just like to review our previous pet peeves now we may have some crossover tonight roy okay i I think us four guys have have chosen five different ones obviously for each of our pet peeves but uh i just want to just want to review these real quick i want to make sure that all the guys stand by their original pet peeves all right christian we're going to go with you all right number five you had slow walkers number four you had the people that would uh say something offensive but started out by saying hey but no offense um number three you had a failure to be acknowledged in a store or a restaurant you know you you felt like you needed to be said uh, told hello to uh number two the neighborhood facebook drama and (laughs) and and number one number one was coughing just excessive coughing do you stand by all five (laughs) kevin in the words of myself i'll allow it all right i heard that All right, Brant, number five, you had Facebook unspoken prayer request. Number four, you had the people that obviously obviously knew that you were on mute, but like to remind you that you were on mute. Uh, number three, people who don't put their buggies up at the grocery store. Number two, the one-uppers, right? The ones that is always going to have a better story to tell or a better accomplishment. And number one, people with poor movie etiquette, specifically the movie talkers. Yeah, I stand by it all. I don't have anything I'd take back on that. All right. Colin, number five, you had not walking with a purpose, which, you know, people that don't know you, you do speed walk. Number four, sharing your milkshake with your wife or any kind of treat with your wife gets on your nerves. Number three, people who don't plan adequately. Number two, people who don't clean up their dog poop. Number one, when people answer their phone on speakerphone and don't give you a little heads up on that. Absolutely. Stand by all of them, even more passionate today than I was <laughs> two months ago or whenever we did that one. These are good. That. I like yeah. this. These are good. All right. All right. And then my five, I, number five, the four-way stop etiquette. If it's your turn, don't usher me on. Just go. Don't ruin the flow. Number four, a poorly staffed store, also known as the Walmart way. Number three, crying specifically my kids when i don't allow them to do something if you're hurt or you're sad cry it out but just to do it nope ain't got time for it number two not keeping your yard in a satisfactory condition okay it's got it's not got to be you know striped like the like truest park or anything but it needs to be kept up decently and number one the people who cannot make decisions just make a decision and roll with it we'll adjust if it's the wrong one that's a, that's a quick review, a little quick rundown of Pet Peeves Volume 1. If you want to hear more, you can certainly go back to Episode 27. This week, man, we've got Episode 37, Pet Peeves Volume 2, Colin's idea. And we've got Christian leading us off, Brant coming in the two-hole, Colin third, Roy Philpot fourth, and then I'll close this out. All right, <clears throat> let's go. Number five. All right, guys, we're talking about it tonight. Pet peeves, part two, those things that really get under your skin, get under your nerves. You know, we always like to start off by talking about our criteria and just kind of a reminder, uh, probably as a continuation from part one for my criteria. uh, These are things that, again, 
personally get under my skin uh, probably happen to me on a daily basis. So this is real life things that are pet peeves to me. And so we're just going to kick things off. Uh, Number five, uh, something I uh, actually experienced tonight and it it wasn't very pleasant. And in the South, somebody probably is going to slap me for this, but it's sweet tea. That's too sweet. And I say that because again, you know who you are. I'm not going to call anybody out, any local establishments, but there is such thing as sweet tea that is too sweet. And it's so sweet that it's really not enjoyable. And I honestly had to dump out three fourths of the cup of tea. For me, I like lots of ice. I like it to be sweet, but I like there to be kind of a little bit of water in it. So don't dump the whole gallon of sugar in, especially if it's not still hot. People learn how to make tea. We're in the South and sweet tea is king. Number five, sweet tea. That's too sweet. Passion just dripping off that one. Yeah. I mean, you can feel it. So you must have had supper at McDonald's. Kevin! (laughs) McDonald's and Powdersville. Oh, cut that out. (laughs) Oh, man. It is. It's like like drinking a bottle of Aunt Jemima syrup sometimes. I had to eat a banana afterwards. It was so bad. (laughs) Which is just more sugar. (laughs) So here's my thing. You guys can make fun of me about this. Like, I I grew up drinking a lot of sweet tea. Like, I would go to Hardee's and get the sweet tea on the way home from practice, high school, whatever, all the time. And then when I graduated from Clemson, I moved to Dallas. And so in Dallas, it's not really a big sweet tea place. Like most places, it's just tea and it's, it's not sweetened. And so I didn't like it. I, I couldn't stand it at first until one day I went out to dinner. I was with a buddy of mine who was from Indiana and he, he was making fun of me because I wanted sweet tea. And he goes, look, order a sweet tea. And then when you drink it, close your eyes and think about flat Coke, because that's what sweet tea tastes like. And I crap you not, like I, I, I totally, totally got off of sweet tea after that. And I won't drink it anymore. I won't drink wow. it because it's too sweet. Interesting. Like you said, wow. Any kind of sweet tea is too sweet for me. I drink unsweet tea and I love it. And I recognize where I live and where I was raised. Does not matter. Sweet tea tastes like black coke. Mm. Wow. Roy, you might have just saved a life, maybe a limb of mine. That's a hot, <laughs> I appreciate that. That's a, that's a hot take a little bit, man. I like that. that the flat like coat. That. That's pretty good. All right. I like it. I like it. All right. My number five, people say this all the time. It really gets under my skin. People that say I could care less. Like, I want to be like, well, tell me about all the ways in which you could care less than the saying is I couldn't care less. If you're talking about something that you literally couldn't care less about, it's all too common to hear. I could care less. So that's on, that's number five. Like irregardless like, too. Irregardless. Yes. Same category. Yes. It's not a word. Yes. Shut the hell up. Yes. <laughs> I love yes. that, Roy. I used to work with someone that said that yes. and they got fired. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. I like that one, Brant. Criteria for me, really simple. You know, like Christian said, things that annoy us, things that feel like they happen relatively frequently, and things that weren't on Pet Peeves Volume 1. Number five for me, man, there's nothing that I hate more than that. You're sitting in the drive-thru, placing that order, ordering that that number eight-count meal, and you can't even get meal out of your mouth, and the cashier's going, what do you want to drink with that? They just cut you off real quick. Like you can't even get your order out and they're demanding to know what kind of sauce you want or what kind of drink you want. Annoying. Oh, yeah. and the Lord is watching you eat that chick. 
Hey, and everybody knows, man, that you're either going Dr. Pepper, sweet tea, and definitely no sauce. I mean, dry nugs all day. Dry nugs, man. Dry nugs. Hashtag. Yeah, you got to know, Roy. Colin's a dry guy. Yeah, he's hey listen, he hey listen, he takes the cheapest of all tortilla chips, the Santitas chips, goes dry on those two. No salsa. Oh my gosh. I'm tired of you disrespecting the Santitas. Like I no salsa, no guac, just just a raw dog and a bag of Santitas. (laughs) So I travel a lot and I'm on my phone a lot. So a lot of mine will center around those two things. This one could be number one for me, but I put it at number five, and it's just one letter. And that letter is the letter K. Yeah. Oh. You can't text me <laughs> the damn letter K and think that it's okay. It's not. Yes. It's not. It, there's no reason to text me a K. <laughs> Don't text me a K, period. That's even worse. That, yeah. That's a blatant <laughs> sign of disrespect that I can't stomach and I can't deal with. In fact, if you text me a K, just the letter K, whether it's small or it's capitalized, it is going to make me go bonkers, and I'm going to respond back so that you have to respond with something outside of letter K. My kids have done it. I've had parents that have done it, friends, colleagues. I post about it on Twitter, and then I'll get 75 texts all at once with people just sending me the letter K. Okay. Stop it. Don't do it. Can't yes. stand it. It's disrespectful. I am with you. Uh, let's make a petition. That should be outlawed. It's illegal. Hey, yeah. I love it. Ban it. I love it. There's some serious passion behind that. There's no yeah. doubt. All right, here we go. Coming in at number five for me. These were pretty easy five pet peeves for me tonight. Easy ranking, too. We're going to talk about the close talker. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, if you're in a gym and you and it's a loud environment, a ball game or something, you've got to talk loud so the person can hear what you're saying. I get it. But when it's me and you and we've got some space and you want to come nestle up next to me and talk to me, whatever it is, I mean, whatever it is that you're passionate about, I'm not about that. I don't like it. I, what's even worse is when you take that step back from the close talker and they, they proceed to take that step with you to keep that distance relationship. Can't stand it. It's a great chance, probably 50% chance at least that they've just had some black coffee. You're going to get a whiff of that breath. Yeah. Just not about that. So we're going to come in at number five, the close talker. Oh yeah. That's a real thing. Like a Seinfeld episode right there. That's right. 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 (laughs) Absolutely. That's good, Kevin. Number four. All right, coming in at number four for me. All right, I'm going to take you to the restaurant scene right now. And I don't care if you're at a a nice restaurant. Hopefully this doesn't happen there. You're at a fast food restaurant, which nowadays they're probably not open inside. I don't care if you're at a hospital cafeteria. My number four pet peeve is a table with wobbly legs. If you have to put a paper towel or a napkin, if you haven't done that and I have to do it, I'm going to be even more annoyed. But I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to enjoy my meal from the jump. And I know what you're thinking. This guy eats a lot. You're right. I do. So, of course, if, if you're starting off with a wobbly table, chances are you're not getting a 10 on my survey, buddy. Number four. Wobbly table legs. Those are annoying. Excellent take. I'm with you. All right. Number four for me. So, you know who you are if you're one of these people. Don't be one of these people. I'm just going to preface with that. It's just wait, parents. 
So you have a two-year-old and, and, and your people are asking you, you know, Hey, how's your little girl sleeping? She's sleeping great. Oh, just wait. There's a big regression right around the corner. <laughs> you know, all these things, how's, how's she eating? Oh, she eats great. She loves all varieties of food. Just wait. She's only going to want chicken fingers next year. You know, it's like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, let just come on with the, just wait parent. So number four, the just wait parent. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. That's good. As a father of a 10 month old, I, I can't wait. Ooh. Hey, Brant, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> just wait. Until Rollins turns seven. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number four for me, man. This is, this one's going to take some heat from, from friends of the pod that support us and listen to us. But it's been a difficult week sports wise for those of us in the upstate of South Carolina. But I've kind of had enough of the sports fans, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to phrase it like this, the sports fans that instantly forget the accomplishments of the recent history, okay? And what, what I mean by that is all of us, we've been hearing from Gamecock fans, we've been hearing from Seminole fans, you know, something's wrong with Dabo, Dabo's a fraud, you know, the cheerleader thing has ran its course, come on. I mean, they've just gone on an unprecedented run, arguably one of the, the top 10 dynasties in college football history, two national titles, you know, umpteen ACC championships. I mean, go the hell on. Stay, stay out. Stay away from us. Oh, Colin, what have you done for me lately? Seems very Am I right? specific, Colin. Hey, this is episode 37, and I don't think Colin has gotten that mild about anything. I agree. I like it. I, like I don't think Feinbaum agrees, but it's fine. Number four. When somebody's re- ready to tell you something and then they stop before they tell you and they say, never mind. Oh and then my they, they try to just move on to something else. <laughs> yes. So like my kids do wow. this to me all the time, especially my youngest daughter, Piper, she's nine and she'll be, she'll launch into a story. She's getting ready to tell me something. And she's like, Oh, never mind." Or like, I can't hear. Her. I'm like, what did you say? And then never mind. And then dad gets brushed to the side. Not a fan of that. That like that's the one thing my kids do, which just drives me absolutely bonkers. So do you do you press her at that point in time? You're like, no, you got to. I'm a presser. Like I can't let it go until I get some nugget of intel. (laughs) I I keep that. What did you? What are you going to tell me? What does it have to do with? What are you saying? I just didn't hear you. Tell me the story. I need to know. And I let it go. You never listen. You never yeah. listen, Dad. The next time you get a never mind, just throw a K at her and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. right. Hey, coming in at number four is what I call the sugar baby honey waitress. Okay. You you sometimes get these at Cracker Barrel. You sometimes get <laughs> oh, these at the man. Waffle House. Baby, you need some more coffee. Uh, here you go, honey. Here's your grits. <laughs> Sweetheart, darling. Can I help you? Can I take your order, baby? Those types of waitresses, I know they mean well. I don't like them though. That's my number four, the sugar baby honey waitress. If you call me sugar at a table, I like sugar because that's only the true like <laughs> Cherokee, North Carolina Waffle House authentic. You can't get that everywhere. I like Listen, that. you got to pay for that at some places, Kevin. I don't know why you're uh, upset with this. I mean, maybe we're not both eating at the same diner, but I don't know. Oh, I, I like man. sweetie or honey. I can do with that. You know, if you're, if you're going to kind of try to sweet talk me a little bit, yeah, I, I'm going to listen. Okay. What do you got? Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, to Good. eat his own, right? To eat his own. Yes. Uh, <laughs> 
number three. All right, guys, coming in at number three for me, I'm going to get a little bit grotesque with this one, if you will, but we're all men here. I mean, I know we got female listeners on the pod and they'll say they've never done this before and we'll believe them because we're nice. Uh, And this isn't me. This is somebody else that's done this before, but my number three pet peeve is when somebody farts or breaks wind, if you want to be polite, in a car with the windows up when it's cold outside. <laughs> now, pic- picture just, yourself, if you will. Picture picture funny. the scenario, okay? You're driving down the road. It's cold. You don't want to roll the windows down. Somebody in the car farts. It smells like a dirty fart coffin, and they don't roll the windows down. They don't give you a courtesy. This is coming. And the reason it's a pet peeve of mine is because it's happened on multiple occasions and you know who you are. So number three farts with the windows up when it's cold. (laughs) I mean, guilty as charged here. Sometimes I lock the windows when my wife and I were dating, I would (laughs) let a couple rip and just watch her reaction. Brad, you are my number three. (laughs) Wow. He's been married seven years strong, so it must work. Colin, Colin is just absolutely repulsed right now. I mean that that is that is one guy that does not fart. Colin's wow. like Colin's thirty nine and has never farted. Thirty nine. Thirty nine. I'm now thirty nine. Colin's right. sixty five right, in a thirteen year old sweatshirt. And number three, number three for me. Can we just be done with QR code menus? I mean, like the, I understand what we were doing for a little while, but like you got a little bitty circular thing taped to the table under the salt shaker and I'm asking for menus and you're, you know, you expect me to know to go, you know, on a, on a hunt for this QR code that's taped to the table. I'm done with them. I don't like it. I don't even like to have my phone out on the table, but now you're forcing me to have my phone out at the table at dinner just to look at the menu. So QR code menus, I'm ready for them to go away. Number three. I'm with you. It's it's not any cleaner because they still have the other menus. And so it's right. almost like now you have both and now I'm probably touching the QR code. Right. You've got a QR code menu for food, but you hand me a drink menu. I'm like, okay. Well, well that's on them. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. And then sometimes you have to navigate to the website and like choose the the breakfast menu or the dinner menu. And, you know, it's just a disaster. I'd be fine with QR codes menus permanently if the website is functional and it works. Yes, that's a big if. All right. Coming in to number three for me, you know, for those that know me or or maybe listen to some stories I spent, you know, quite a bit, uh, quite a number of years working uh, in a high rise in uptown Charlotte, spent, um, you know, numerous hours of my life on elevators going up and down 30-ish flights. Cannot stand the people that are close elevator standers. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of on the same page with you, Kevin, here, but you're not really talking. And I get it. Like at five o'clock, the elevator is going to be packed. You kind of got to scrunch in or you're going to be waiting an hour. I get that. My issue is when it's 2 p.m. in the afternoon and there's three people on the elevator and some dude wants to get about three inches from you. Like you can see your breath moving the hairs on his head. <laughs> He's that close. Like there's just no need for it. Colin, yeah. sounds like you missed that. Hey, listen, <laughs> you just give off that vibe. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Not cool. Not cool. All right. My number three, it has to do with driving. You guys probably heard this from before, but it's the person that pulls out in front of you in a hurry. Their hair's on fire. You're driving down. They pull out right in front of you because you think that they're in a hurry too. And then they get in front of you and they drive incredibly slow like grandpa. And you're just sitting there. Why did you pull out in front of me? Why did you do that? I'm in a hurry. You're driving five miles below the speed limit. That should be illegal to do that. Somebody should pull that person over and have them arrested at that point in time. Under no circumstances <laughs> do drivers need to be doing that. If you're in a hurry and you're going to drive fast, pull out in front of me, get in front of me and go. Otherwise, stay the hell on the side of the road until I get past you. <laughs> I love the passion. Yeah, I'm going to vote for you for mayor or something. Like <laughs> right in vote. Hey, little side note right here. Hey, do you have any strong opinions on bikes on the road, Roy? Well, I'm not a fan of them, and, and I recognize that they, they have the, the right-of-way. But, again, if, if you're riding a bike and it's a two-lane you know, highway and you're going over a hill and you're on a bike at the top of the hill or just on the other side of the hill and I'm driving, I can't see you. And I'm supposed to know that you're you're pedaling your bicycle, your little tiny bicycle at 12 miles an hour, and I'm trying to go 65. That, that, I don't know. That feels like a violation of my rights. I'm in the minority there. I get it. They have the right of way. Screw all of you, though. <laughs> you're, in, you're not in the minority on this. <laughs> no, line. you're not. No. In the what about what about golf carts? Are, are those cool? No, because there's somebody Man, on I, a main want, road doing that. I don't want you driving your stupid golf cart in my neighborhood. I don't want to see my kids riding on your golf cart. In my neighborhood, I don't want them driving your golf cart. I don't want to know that you have a golf cart. I don't care that you have a golf cart. Keep your golf cart on your property. You know, I was going to invite you over because I actually just got a golf cart, put some lights on it, speaker, big Clemson Paul, real tacky. Yeah, no, I'm out. I'm totally out. I don't know why we have golf carts unless you're going to play golf. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. All right. Hey, coming in. Coming in at number three for me, we're going to keep it in the automobile pit peeve little area here. This is the people that park on the line in a parking spot. All right. You get up, you, you feel like you've got a space here. You feel like, oh man, there's a, there's a good parking spot right there. You get right up to it. And lo and behold, they've got the wheels on the line. There's no way that you can pull your, your car into the parking spot because of their poor parking. Now, some people do this on purpose. Other people do it and they're just too lazy to fix it. They're just not a good driver or they can't park their vehicle very well. But coming at number three for me is the people who park on the line and you can't park beside them. I do that, but then I'll fix it. I'm not going to leave it there. If I get out of the car and I didn't realize what happened, I'm going to fix it. You got to fix it. That's a, that's a gentleman's move right there, Roy. <laughs> Rabbi, forgive him. He knows not what he does. <laughs> <laughs> You're also fixing it for your own car's protection too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, it can be selfish in a way to say, Hey, if I don't move my car over, somebody's going to scrape in here and try to park there, you know, got to fix it. Got to fix it. Number two. All right, guys, coming in at number two for me, we're going to keep things in the neighborhood, as Mr. Rogers used to say. And I'm going to get pretty personal here because I believe in the bylaws of every HOA. There is something called common courtesy that neighbors should wave to each other 
when you're driving in and out of your neighborhood. And I don't know if that's just me, you know, coming from working in the hospital industry, we have something called the 10-5 rule. When you kind of acknowledge somebody at 10 feet, you make eye contact at five, you say, good morning, good afternoon. I personally believe in a neighborhood, you wave to people coming in and out in your car, walking, whatever it is. I get really upset because I'm the guy I'll wave to 10 cars in a row. Hey, Hey, good morning. And I don't know the percentages, but I need to study this. I would venture to say less than 50% of the people actually wave back. And maybe that's an indictment on my neighborhood. But anyway, my number two is people that don't wave to neighbors in the neighborhood. That's a low percent. Could not agree more. But how does it feel like even when you get one, you know what I mean? Like even one person, like, and I'm the guy, like I'm waving. There are people I think that purposefully had made that conscious decision. I'm either always going to wave or I'm never going to wave. You should wave at neighbors, whether you like them or not. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. See, I disagree. I I, really neighbors that I like. I'll wave to them. If I don't like you, I'm looking the other way. I don't really? want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. And then, I mean, you mm. can't tell me, you guys. You might need some sugar. like everybody in your neighborhood. Why, why, why fake it? Why fake it? Hey, okay. I'm waving. I like Courtesy that. I wave. Like authenticity of that. Like Throwing that, that hand wave up. Who you like. I like that. I like that. Hey, that's, the, Col- that's the Columbia coming out in you right there, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Hey, Christian, I I, I 100% agree with you. I would say that we've got a pretty friendly neighborhood overall, but there are two two men that make a hardcore conscious decision. When you you ride by, you can clearly see them, like, throw the hard back to you. You know, like, how is your head not? Yeah. How is your head not on a swivel when you're out there blowing leaves or spreading mulch or whatever? Right. I mean, you're you're not locked into that job so much. You hear the car coming by. You see it in your peripheral. You you don't even have to look at me. Throw the hand up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not going to say any names, but Bill, Dave, you know who you are. (laughs) If I'm in my yard, if I'm in my yard and somebody drives by at that point, I'm looking up like I'm not going to ignore if they initiate the contact and I will reciprocate so right. it's not like that but like in the car that's totally different like if this is a car and i don't like you and you're driving the opposite way <laughs> hey man I, I got stuff to do i, yeah. I got somewhere to go i ain't got uh, time for this i don't like you anyways oh i, don't know I like it salty salty <laughs> i like it all right number two um i'm gonna try to explain this the best way i know how but it pisses me off every time it happens like i'm i'm one of these people like if get to your point of your story. Okay. Like if your story has all these irrelevant branches where you're trying to tell me, you know, like Martha plays a very small role in the story, but you have to tell me how Martha is related to or connected to the person. That's the main point of the story. Like, I don't care. I don't need to know it. Get to the point. Let's make this. This could be a two minute story. Now you dragged it out to 13, 14 minutes. It's so unnecessarily. I'm not even listening at this point. I missed the main point of your story because you've just gone off in so many crazy directions that I'm lost. You're just, you know, spinning your wheels trying to get there. So get to your point. All these unnecessary irrelevant aspects of your story just cut it out just get from a to b tell me what your story is number two cut it out cut it out 
preach. I, I give somebody <laughs> 30 seconds. If you haven't gotten to the point in 30 seconds, I, I've, I've tuned out. I, yes. I think that's just how we all are at this point yeah. in time. That's unless, right. unless they say, never mind. Then they got you a hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yes. Yes. I want that. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Number two for me, you know, those that know me well know that I am very much a yard guy like a good looking yard, like the yard in the neighborhoods that I live in to look good as well. Nothing really pisses me off more than pulling in the neighborhood and, you know, Joe up the streets, cut his grass that day, and it's all blown out in the road, just everywhere. Grass <laughs> you can't, you can't everywhere. wave to that guy either. You no. can't wave to him. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely That's right. not. And you can't I mean, ride your bike or you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> how, how hard is it to, you know, cut – you, if you're going to ride it, you know, and it's going to blow everywhere – it's not hard to, you know, go the direction that it's going to blow into the yard. I mean, I don't understand why that's so hard. Yeah, that's a big no. deal. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Call out. Number two, and, and this really centers on my mom, if you can believe that. And I had to call her out the other day on this. And <laughs> it, it comes back to people who talk when you're talking. And, and like in radio and TV, that happens. Like it kind of keeps the flow going. But like in regular life, my mom will launch into a very long story about something. And then I need to respond like after five or six minutes. So finally I respond. And within five seconds of me responding, she starts, she starts talking and like, she'll, she'll say, okay, or yes or no. And then she'll launch into another sentence as I'm still talking. You got to give people space to be able to talk, you know, when, when you're done talking and then you don't interrupt them. So it's, I guess it's interrupting, but like my mom is the worst at this on the planet earth. And finally I just said, mom, look, you, you got to stop. And then you have to listen when you're done talking and I'm responding to what you say, you can't start talking again, five seconds into my first sentence. You just can't do it. Yeah. So people who talk, when you talk, and I don't care who it is, uh, you got to fix that. Love it. Roy, do you know how hard it was for me not to interrupt you? Right yes, then? yes. <laughs> because I am the master and these guys probably pick up on it. I love to jump in and cut people off and I'm even self-aware of it and I keep doing it so I can go to hell. <laughs> Roy, on, on, on those lines right here, I feel like sometimes those people that do that ask you questions just so they can actually answer their own question. They don't really care what your response is. They just want to right. tell you how they would answer it. Yeah, that that's communistic. And that's exactly what they do. And my own mother does that. And so hopefully she'll listen to this podcast and, and wise it yes. up a little bit. I think moms, when yes. they're in their 60s plus, they just all start doing this. Is that what happens? Okay. I think that's I feel what it better. is. Okay. It's science. Yes. All right, fellas, coming in at number two, this could have been number one, but I got something that makes me even more mild than this. So it came in at number two, and that is the automated response on any 800 number. Okay. Oh, this is the, you know, I need to get in touch with the credit card company because there's some kind of crazy charge or I've lost my credit card. And man, I, heck, any business for that matter that just does not belong in having actual real people pick up the phone and it takes forever to finally get to someone the automated response you want to get me mild make me call an 800 number and tap through a bunch of numbers or just constantly say operator 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 to get you to the right person we need to know more about why you're calling operator operator can't stand it number two automated responses 
if they had somebody record when I call an automated number like that, and it takes like two minutes or longer to get to an actual person. If you could just hear what I say before I get to the person yes. and I'm, I'm yelling at my phone, the number that they're asking about, you know, all right, for option, you know, option one for this option two, and I'll yell out two and they can't hear me or understand what I'm saying. I go ballistic. Like it's, it's a problem. You it's lose a really it problem. Yeah, it's an issue. I think it would be a good idea for a company to take those clips of like irate customers yelling into their phone and publish those in a podcast. Yes. I yes. would be perfect. I yeah. would. I get so pissed too. I'm like, one. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> Number one. All right, guys, coming in at number one for me. Gosh, you know, this will be the 10th pet peeve now. And it's hard to believe we have this many things that annoy us. But honestly, we could probably do this a couple more times. Let's be real. Uh, We live in a I want it now society. And I'll be honest with you, you know, if I wanted a pizza right now, you know, normally I'd hop on the, the app, you know, hit one of those apps up or Maybe I'd call a store, but, you know, these day and ages, I don't know who's open. And, you know, most of the people calling are from, a, you know, on the other line or from another country. And, you know, they don't know where the Pizza Hut in Powdersville is. So, uh, but that's for another day. Uh, that's actually not my number one. Uh, my number one is actually commercials of any variety. And I was going to say Jay Gilstrap car dealership here in South Carolina, but I don't want to lose a sponsor. <laughs> But he would be the number one on my hit list. But how annoying are commercials, guys? I have YouTube TV, and there isn't a premium YouTube TV. Trust me, I pay way too much for it already. And so I don't I don't love watching shows the next day, but sometimes I wait like two hours to watch the show I want so I can fast forward. Can we not have an option where I buy the product if I don't have to watch the daggum commercial. I mean, I had Sirius XM radio. I don't want commercials anymore. And I know you got to pay for it, but by golly, I want it now. Commercials, number one pet peeve. I'm done. <laughs> Passionate. That was a like heck it. of a Truck Pharma Easley commercial right there. I mean, Truck Pharma Easley, Kevin, get it today. Listen, we got millions of people listening to this episode right now. I mean, we just gave Jake Gilstrap, like, you know, probably. Cars, 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 Kevin, get your car. We gave him a $50,000 <laughs> ad spot right there for free. Hmm. You know, oh, uh, big American flag on the motor mile. See if we can collect on that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Number one, I'm calling myself all the way. I'm, I'm I'm throwing a little bit of a wrench in the gear here with this. This is something that I do that I've been teeing and peeing about. I need to stop doing it, but I can't. I'm sure that all my friends have this as their pet peeve of something that I do. I tell people I'm on the way when I haven't even gotten in the shower yet. Oh, oh, that's man. messed up, man. You're that guy. <laughs> I, wow. I, you know, we have a tea time at 4.15. It's 4.07. I've not even gotten in the shower. Hey, I'm on the way. Like, I'm passing Furman. I'm on the way. Haven't even my thought God. about getting in my car. It's an awful thing that I do. So I'm just throwing it into pet peeves because I have some things I need to work on as well. It, so. It's funny how that comes full circle <laughs> because I had – because of you on my pet peeves volume one, people that don't adequately plan. Yes. Case yes. in point. Yes. I'm you need better, better friends, Colin. 
Mm. I, I would <laughs> say it's not quite as blatant in my late thirties as it was earlier in life, but I do still even catch myself. I'm on the way and I've got a lot to do before I can even think about leaving the house. So number one, don't tell people you're on the way when you're really not on the way. Yeah, how do you sleep at night, Grant? How do you wow. sleep at night? I know, I know. I'm, I'm. It's, it's bad. It's In the guest com- room, that completely <laughs> <laughs> that contradicts the buggy, the buggy pet peeve from from pet peeves volume one. You know, I mean that anybody that leaves the buggy out is, you know, that's a shady cat. So, so your you know. your mic is is crashing because that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I don't but know I like that it. Means. I like it. So you're saying the type of person that does this shouldn't be the type of person that gets annoyed by people that don't put their buggies back. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. Actually, we were going to record at 10 o'clock, but we had to tell Brand it was nine. So he'd be here, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number one for me. I'm what you would describe, Roy, as a content eater. I'm not picky. I'm content. Very satisfied in my palate. Like, don't need to add to it. There is nothing more that drives me crazy than having dinner with that person. It's like, ooh, try this. Try that. Why don't you do this? Why don't you try that? Do something different. So annoying. Hate it. Can't stand it. Don't eat one. I know what I like, right? I know what I like. Don't tell me what I need to like. I know what I like. I'm going to order what I like, and I've ordered it seven million times in a row. That's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Chicken tender basket at Applebee's. Uh, that's good. I like that one, Colin. Um, all right. Number one, but also that did not make my list. The people that do the, the obsessive hashtags or they tag people on social media just way too often. That was like probably six or seven, the crossing guard that doesn't allow the proper flow of traffic from all directions. They favor one side or the other in the school line that drives me absolutely crazy. But number one, and this, this is probably not a surprise if you follow me on social media at all, airplane etiquette. And, and, and this really hits home. I mean, clearly, when you sit down in a seat in an airplane, there are invisible lines that are drawn that separate you from the other passengers, especially as it pertains to the armrest. You can't throw your elbow five inches over the armrest into my personal space and think that that's OK. At this point in time, if you do that, I'm going to announce you on Twitter. I'm going to call you out and you're going to look stupid even if people don't know your name. You can't do that. Additionally, when it comes to air travel, if you're at the back of the airplane, the plane lands and it pulls up to the gate, you're at the very back of the plane, you don't need to stand up as soon as the little thing dings and we know that we're getting ready to, to deplane because you're not going to be able to get off the plane for another 20 minutes. Stay down. Don't stand up. You're not going anywhere. Wait until a few rows in front of you are ready to move and it's your turn. It drives me crazy. Recognize the personal space. Don't stand up at the back of the plane when you get to the gates. Don't crowd the gate agents when you're trying to board a plane, when they announce the plane is boarding, because you're at the back anyways. You're not boarding for another 30 minutes. Have some respect when you are on an airplane or inside an airport and understand how it all works. Do oh, your yes. homework. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking Boom, my roasted. language, yes. Love it. All right. Coming in at number one for me, I'm calling these people the coaches in the stands. Okay. Listen, I used to coach baseball, used to coach football. By no means am I some 
amazing stud that just knows incredible amounts of and gobs of information about any sport out there knowledgeable but by no means an expert however if you take a trip down to death valley or williams bryce or any any high school stadium this friday night coming up you are going to find people that really do feel like they're the best coach in america that could go down there on the ball field and win the football game they know exactly what everybody should be doing you know you could have a running back have 10 carries in the game for 227 yards on his 11th carry he finally gets stuffed and inevitably they're going to say throw the ball throw the ball why ain't you throwing the ball all right or it could be third and 10. Everybody knows you got to get 10 yards to get a first down. Everybody knows that. But you know what? The defense also knows that. So they may be playing a bit of cushion coverage. And you know what? Everybody beyond 10 yards may be locked up. You may not be able to throw the ball downfield, and you have to check it down to the running back. Listen, is that ideal? Absolutely not. But the coach in the stands – does not understand that sometimes you just can't throw the ball downfield and you got to check it down. Why is he throwing the ball two yards when it's third and ten? Those people have made going to football games absolutely unbearable for me. So that's my number one pet peeve, the coaches in the stands. Um, Kevin, let me ask you this, though. <laughs> if you have a 245-pound quarterback, do you run him inside the five against the top three defense? All day, all day. You just pound that thing. All right. Hey, let me tell you what you also don't do. Here we go. You don't throw a fade to the corner, you know, at the pylon, the front of the end zone when it's fourth and five and double overtime. You know, I mean, especially when you haven't been throwing the ball well all year. Shots fired. Ball, ball is there. Ball is there. Oh, gosh. He wasn't looking for it, was he? Sorry. Sore spot. Yeah. All right. Hey, John, enjoy that, man. You got any, got any, you know, Roy, you shared some that didn't quite make the list. Colin, you got any on your cut list that almost made it just didn't, you know, I, I considered the line thing and the parking lots. I also really considered uh, kind of the, the, not quite the automated system of a big company, but how, if you do call in somewhere and like you're escalating it and get a supervisor, like they never give you a number to reach them back. Like you always have to start over. Like that oh pisses gosh. me off. I'm with you. Yep. Yeah. I got some more, you know, I could do this two more runs, but I'm going to go ahead and just load them off here. Uh, you know, a lot of bathroom etiquette, like people who don't change the toilet paper roll when it's on its last sheet, uh, you know, you, you know who apply? you are. Can you yeah, apply? <laughs> who has ever used one square to wipe their butt? I have no idea. Elaine. Um, <laughs> can't spare squares. Can't spare square. You know, people who use coupons in 2021, or, or is that a real thing? I get on to my wife about it. She tells me we could save 10 bucks on formula, but I'm like, this is annoying. Uh, the next one here, people who leave the last drop of something. I'm talking coffee creamer. There's not even enough to top off your coffee. <laughs> this stuff's really hitting home. My wife's going to leave me. Um, and, and then finally, <laughs> the last one is micromanagement. And anyone who has to say they're not 
a micromanager <laughs> is more than likely going to are. micromanage the beep out of you, Kevin. Edit that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm not micromanaging you. I'm just showing you how it's done. Kevin said that for like 30 episodes till I threatened to quit. <laughs> uh, hey, we've had one person try to quit. That was Colin back in Utah. You know what, Colin? We've, we've still got like five states that haven't been downloaded, and Utah is one of them, yeah. and that's that's on you, buddy. That's it, Roy. When you go to the next BYU game, you got to get a get us a Utah. Right. Get us hey, Utah, we, we went to Utah. I took my girls to Utah hiking back in June. We we love it out there. So yeah, we'll we'll download it next time we're out there. There we go. Heck yeah. There we go. Hey, the only thing that that didn't make my list that was on the cut list was the excessive use of exclamation marks. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yes. I'm guilty of it. Yes. Oh man. Sure. Just read an email the way it's supposed to be read with all the exclamation. It's like Hi, Christian. Good morning. Are you ready for the meeting today, buddy? <laughs> Kevin, that sounds like me in my mirror every morning, naked. Oh, man. <laughs> Excessive exclamation. Oh, gosh, that's crazy. All right. Hey, listen, before we get out of here, before we say goodbye to Roy, we want to we want to do a little lightning round, Roy, as we as we close out the show. We certainly appreciate you coming on, man. But uh, we we want to throw you some topics and I want you to spit out anything that just comes right to, to top of mind. Okay. I give you oh, a, boy. A, an All example. Right. I'll give you an example in our little pre-show chat, but uh, are you ready for the lightning round? Yes. All right, here we go. Top 80 song. Uh, hey ladies, beastie boys. Oh man. That's nice. off the grid Deep cut. All right. Favorite game show. Uh, sale of the century popular in the in, in the 80s that was i grew up watching it and it was popular for like six or seven years and then just went kaput yeah sale of the century your favorite road trip snack either honey roasted peanuts or toasty orange and peanut butter crackers oh yeah there it is All right your top childhood movie fletch came out in 85 that's that's it that just that's a winner the best yes, little sir. debbie snack cake um I, I just like the oatmeal cream pies. I've got, I've got a drawer full of them downstairs right now. The best TV dad of all time. Uh, Philip Drummond from, uh, oh gosh, what was it, with Gary Coleman? Um, different strokes. Different strokes. Oh my gosh, thank you. Yeah. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yes. Your favorite fast food restaurant? Yeah, probably Zaxby's. I mean, that's easy. It, Zaxby's really copied Guthrie's which is really my favorite one. You can find them in like Auburn and, and Athens, Georgia. But uh, yeah, I, I'll go Zaxby's, I guess. Hey, no shame in that. Your favorite cereal? Uh, Golden Grams. The best Kevin Costner movie? I'd go Dances with Wolves. That was such a different movie. I, I mean, it'd be easy to say Field of Dreams or whatever. Uh, I'll go Dances with Wolves. All right, last but not least, the best looking NFL helmet. Oh man, um, I like the old school Dolphins one personally. Yeah, change it. I so I, I don't really like it as much anymore. I, I tend to like the old school helmets more than the new ones. Let me think who I really like. I'd say the Chiefs. That they they've kept it pretty much the same. I love the Chiefs helmet. It's it's been the same since like '68. I love it, man. Hey, nice job. Nice job on the pet peeves tonight. We certainly appreciate you joining the Power Five podcast, man. It was our honor to have you on. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the invite. And uh, 
whenever it comes out, we'll, we'll retweet it and put it out there and, and see if we can get some more people listening to it. I heard that, man. Oh, I certainly awesome. appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you, Roy. Yeah, appreciate hey, it, man. You're the man. Hey, on behalf of Colin, Brent, Christian, and Roy, we appreciate all our listeners out there downloading us and sharing us out. We certainly appreciate you guys, and we can't wait to do it again next week, episode 38. And until then, say goodnight, Kevin. Kevin.